Patrick Pitts from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Roy Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Matt Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hello, it's MJ from the Coaches Panel. It's a pretty exciting day. We're in the final numbers of the 30s. Because we're at the number 30. It's Brisbane Lion, Lockie Neal. The reason it's also extra exciting is tomorrow, Supercoach opens uh, to talk about one of his boys. uh, And wondering or not whether Lockie Neal can back up what was a pretty phenomenal year. I've got the man that has projected him as his boy. I've got the Fox. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, MJ. I'm doubly excited. Uh, Super coach opening tomorrow. I don't think I can sleep tonight. Yeah, look, I, to be honest, normally they like to open up at midnight too. So if uh, the, the lads and lasses from Supercoach do do that, then the positive sign is you don't have to, mate, which is totally okay. And as we do talk about Supercoach, my oh my, do we have a very relevant player that had a stunning super coach season last year. Lockie Neal, he's still in his mid-20s, uh, midfielder only, and last year, a personal best year in a number of different key categories. Uh, from an AFL fantasy perspective, his top score last year, wow, didn't you love this in your grand final if he was unique in your matchup? 162 against the Tigers, even better in super coach. 190. Before we go any further, Fox, he was in 55% of Supercoach sides last year, but if you're in a grand final league matchup and you owned him, you probably won your flag because of him. Yeah, he's the difference. Yeah. Calling the difference. What an absolute gun. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I feel like I've got Rids talking about a Richmond player with you getting lucky, Neil. Let's keep moving. He averaged the 104.7 in AFL Fantasy last year. The 121 in Supercoach, big scoring years, means you're paying a bit to get him. Just over $650,000 in Supercoach, 777000 in AFL Fantasy, while just a couple of K over 750000 in Dream Team. It was, you talk about it, he was the difference in a large portion of things last year. He moved to Brisbane with huge success, helped lift their side to a top two finish, in the home and away ladder, all Australian honours, equal third in the Brownlow medal. Up until finals, not much went wrong for Lockie Neal or the Brisbane Lions. Uh, I can't talk more highly about Lockie Neal, especially in, in Supercoach. He is just the out-and-out out, uh, centre clearance guy. He does. He, he, he almost does everything. He's... Uh, one thing, a little, a tiny, if I can knock anything on him, his tackle count went down marginally. But, gee, the guys, there's no coincidence his parents, there's no coincidence his parents named him Lockie. <laughs> yeah, because he's an absolute lock. Yeah, well, look, he's a, he's a very good player. You're right. Last year, he averaged 30 possessions uh, across the year. 16 of those were contested. Really nice efficiency to across the year, 78%. Um, last year, he ranked third for total disposals across the league. But really, it was his contested work and clearance work where he shone. He led the league last year in contested possessions, averaging 15 a game. Uh, was almost 15 contested possessions clear of the player finishing at number two. That's Clayton Oliver. And he led the league for clearances, and he was 21 clearance ahead clearances ahead of the number two, Patrick Cripps. He's elite. 
at the stoppage. He's elite in clearances. He's elite with contested and uncontested possessions. And it's no surprise he had such a good year. We do talk about that fantasy year. Last year in Dream Team and Fantasy, he averaged 105. Not a bad season. 11 tons from his 22 games. Yep. Every second game, he's going to get you a Dream Team or an AFL Fantasy ton. Of those hundreds, six of them were over 120. And all except one were over 130. So he's got a nice ceiling for us in Dream Team and Fantasy. He ranked 12th for total points, 14th for midfielders in, in average. And he's good there. But Fox, it's super coach where he shines the brightest. Oh, he shines like a beacon, mate. Yeah, shines like a beacon. Um, and I'm, I've got to mention the durability. Like, if you were considering him against a. Uh, say a Fife or a Crips, you know, just the durability. I'm, I haven't got it in front of me, but I can't remember him missing too many games and going at, well, last year going at like 121, you know, not missing games. That is huge. Yeah, you, you're right. You talk about both of those other names that you mentioned um, have the same sort of averages and scoring ceiling of him, but they don't match him for durability. Um, he's just missed the two games in the past six years and one game in the last five. Yeah, the guy, when you pick him, your history would suggest you're going to get this premium on the field. In Supercoach last year, 121 was his average. 17 scores out of 22 games. Yeah, only five games he didn't turn up last year. In Supercoach, of those hundreds, 10 of them were over 120 and a huge seven. 140-plus score. So in this format, more than in Dream Team and Fantasy, he's a genuine captaincy option. Ranked second uh, overall for points last year in terms of average. Second of all mids behind McRae. Uh, fourth for total points uh, behind McRae, Gorn, and Grundy. Um, gosh, he's a... There's Before we do get into maybe some of the concerns about him, there's not a lot of downside when it comes in Supercoach to Lockie Neal. No, no, I've got, I've got him. He's one of my first. I think Rondi and uh, Neil probably were my first two picks um, in, in Supercoach. Yeah, well, look, they will be tomorrow officially. Yeah, I, I so, think so. I, I think yeah. if you don't start him, and again, you know, if he, there's no reason why he won't continue on this um, trajectory, um, Brisbane's young midfielders are developing and shining brightly around him, but. Gosh, they looked good with him there. He was huge this year. Third in the Brownlow. Led that contested and clearances across the board. I, I suppose if we are looking for one concern, it's about Lockie Neal. And he's not the only Brisbane Lion midfielder that has this slight concern. It's just how he goes handling the tag. Um, it, it's not as bad as it's been in other years, we have seen him be completely torn apart by it, but there's there's probably three times last year he got significant attention. Um, he got a Cam Sutcliffe tag in Port, and it didn't really affect him in, in Supercoach, but round 14 against the Saints, he got a 79 in both formats. Round 23 against the Suns, that was um, Seb Ross, by the way, that tagged him. Round 23 against the Suns, Tuke Miller went to him. He got 74 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 85 in Supercoach. Um, again, not horrible games when you're getting a tag, um, but probably the main one was something that didn't impact fantasy coaches because it was the finals, but a semi-final matchup against Matt DeBoer, 58 in Dream Team, 
and fantasy, 47 in Supercoach. That's probably the only thing that's going to give some cause for concern to coaches. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie DeVault towers up you know, quite a few. Yeah. Um, but the good thing is you know, you only face him once. If, if he faces him at all, you know, he, he, may, he may go to Zorko. Yeah. You don't know. You know, you, you don't know. You, you just don't know. But that that's way like that's around twenty or something. Yeah, round twenty is when Brisbane take on GWS. So that's the only cause for concern through there. Look, if if Essendon are choosing to run Dylan Clark through the midfield or as their stopper, they do play them in the final round of the year and. Um, Gold Coast in the second last game, and then West Coast, again, we're talking a long way away. We're talking August. But, you know, in finals, those last four weeks do look difficult with GWS, likely DeBoer or potential DeBoer, West Coast Eagles, potential Hutchings, Suns, potential Miller, Essendon, potential Clark. Um, But, again, that's a long way we're forecasting away in terms of potential concerns. And we don't know whether they're going to go to Zorko. Zorko's just just been influential as well. He's had a great come up with the season too, especially the back half. Yep. No, you're um, right. My, my biggest concern would be his 106 uh, in the tackle count of players. And that, that, that's a, that's a concern for you. Counts come down a touch. Yeah, I'm not as concerned about that. Again, it's quite a marginal drop in terms of top line. You know, he's gone from averaging well into the early to mid four-plus tackles a game just down to, you know, 3.9 tackles a game, whereas he's increased, you know, based off what he did at Fremantle. You know, his kicks have gone up about one a game, um, and that's where his possession will increase. His marks have gone up about one a game. So I think whatever he lost in the pressure acts and, and the tackles, he seems to have picked up in other parts of his game. Yep, fair call. So I'm not super worried about that. The tagger probably, if anything, is slight cause for concern. For me, um, he's got a nice buy round too, although in Supercoach there are some good options through there. Dangerfield being probably the most prominent. Elliot Yo's another. Well, for Dream Team and Fantasy, it, it's probably Andrew Gaff. He's relevant everywhere, but I think probably marginally more Dream Team and Fantasy. And also a Zach Merritt. So... Uh, it, it's not bustling and brimming with big midfield premiums like other buy rounds are, but he looks like he's a great starting squad option. And to be fair, you wouldn't hate him as an upgrade target either. Yeah, I, 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 for Supercoach, um, I'd definitely be locking him away early. I, I, I think it's just going to hurt you too much. Yeah. Uh, dream Team, AFL Fantasy, yeah. Uh, yeah, probably it. Probably is the station upgrade. Yeah. No, fair enough. And look, speaking of, you know, early on, last season, he really opened up the gates early and and went absolutely ballistic. Maybe not round one in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team with a 91, but after round four, he was averaging 127 in Dream Team and Fantasy and 146 in Supercoach. So if you get a guy like that who's shown he's capable of a big 140-plus scores or in, in Supercoach, 170s, 190s. Um, that's a that's a very, very strong start if you can replicate that. And this year, they start against Hawthorne, North Melbourne, Adelaide, Collingwood, and the Western Bulldogs, with really none of those sides having a notable tagger that they used last year. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just an absolute gun. Um, we haven't mentioned that, well, this is your 
Perth year and a new team. You yeah, know, that that can't be that easy either. So no. he's put those figures up, you know, in a new team, new yep. start. It's incredible. I, I think he can build. Um, I don't think he build like big chunk on that, but I think he can build like five points on on uh, last year's uh, averages. Which in both formats. Yeah, I think so. Wow, because if he if Why he not? goes, you know, your forecast at another five points in average, just based last year, that would probably make him the number one midfielder in terms of averages in Supercoach, and that would move him, you know, in Dream Team and Fantasy, where I'm not as bullish on him. I know you're a big fan still, but that would then put him into that 110 sort of average in Dream Team and Fantasy and bring him into top eight midfielder calculations. Yeah, I think that's where he, he, he should should be sitting there. Okay, all right. Well, then it's... I'm, not, I'm, bullish. I'm I can, bullish. I can tell, Fox. Um, so let's talk about where he goes in a draft. Supercoach Dream Team, right now he's kind of average. Um, he's looking as the number two midfielder to go off the board. Do you think he'd go that early in a Supercoach draft? McRae, in terms of average, is going to be kind of looking like the number one midfielder to go. Does he go number two or does some... More bigger names like a Dangerfield and Cripps and Fife go before him. I definitely think he's uh, in a Supercoach draft. I definitely think he's um, he's definitely late first round. Wow, late first round. Yep. See, I reckon you could. If I had a mid, you know, if I had picked five, six, or seven in a draft in Supercoach, gosh, I would be tempted by. Again, depends who's off the board, but he's the, he was the top four averaging player last year. Yeah, for points and for average, if I got that at six, seven, or eight, I'm feeling pretty happy about my life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um, a lot, lot lower in dream in a dream team draft. Okay, well, in, in dream team, in in terms of an average, you know, right up against the other midfielders, based off last year, uh, he is uh, going to be ranked as the 14th again, just using last year's average as a guide. Um, that might put him late second round. Possibly early third. Is that where you see him going as uh, yeah, off the board? Like, yeah, I'd have him about late, late second. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't mind him. I, I, I'm not as big as on him as maybe others are in Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, um, just because of how he wins so much contested and clearance ball. It, it does make it very um, handball, which is fine. You know, with the contested and clearance waiting in Supercoach in Dream Team and Fantasy. It, while he has a ceiling, it stunts it for me a little bit so you know yeah third round I, I don't mind it um, uh, for potential but it, yeah. you know you got guys that'll be around that area um, potentially Bontempelli could be going around that time Zorko Yo um, maybe you know Brad Crouch has slid a little bit um, gosh maybe even a Canelio if someone's not really thinking about what they're doing um, it, 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 I don't mind him yeah, third is the earliest I'd go yeah, he's still young. He's still only 26. Is he about 26? Fox, you, you and I are both getting to that age where 26 seems young. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, think, I think there's a bit more growth there. Okay. To be honest. Yeah. Um, you, you can, like, the, like Brisbane are flying. Like, look, at that, look at that team, how it's developing. You know, and you can see this year, you know, the improvement with Zorko, um, you know, Lyon, Jared Lyon. They're all improving. Hugh McCluggage. Yeah. Well, now I'm getting you talking about the rest of your Brisbane boys. That's not good. Uh, yeah. Fox is heading into keeper league territory right about now. 
Hey, mate, love your thoughts on, on Lockie Nitfield. He's a very relevant player. And if he's at 30 and he's this relevant, who have we got to talk about? There are a ton of them. Hey, Fox, appreciate your thoughts as we talked about Lockie Neal. Thanks, 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 man, Joe. Thanks, guys. Bye. Uh, if you want to go and check out the article on Lockie or any of the other 20-odd players we've revealed so far in the 50 most relevant, they are at coachespanel.tv. Our AFL fantasy watch list from the guys at Lane Kicking, they're dropping every few days. You can go and check that out. All the links also for how you can get involved in our Patreon and get exclusive and early access content. Everything really can be found at coachespanel.tv. Tomorrow... Supercoach opens. The other formats, not far behind it, my friend. The fantasy footy preseason is really heating up.